Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. My next guest is a construction industry veteran, having served the design construction industry for more than three decades. He is absolutely amazing. So please welcome Jim Kassane. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peggy. It's always a pleasure to be on the air with you. You know, Jim, we've talked so many times about the construction space, and and you have just a wealth of knowledge. And I thought when we're talking about what's happening right now, and there's just been so much technology, I thought we'd really kind of change things up a little bit and talk about technology that's looking into other areas. You know, we've got a lot of contractors out there that are doing a lot of different things, but maybe we should talk about different kind of treatment systems, maybe looking at like what's happening at stormwater and water treatment systems. I mean, when we think about technology, we're thinking things right at the job site, but these are really unique job sites, right? They're, they're different things. I mean, you've seen a lot of different job sites. What's your take on what's happening there these days? Well, I think as the election last week pointed out, one of the things that continues to get the ear of the American voter is when we talk about infrastructure. And all of us that have been growing up in the last few decades have gotten very used to having a level of infrastructure out there without really fully appreciating what that infrastructure is. And, of course, if you go back to the ads that Caterpillar Tractor ran in Look and Life magazine in the 1950s and 60s, they talked about the reality that we in construction know all too well. Any capital plant that is built has to be maintained and eventually replaced. And that's exactly what we're looking at when we talk about the infrastructure here in the United States. And all politicians going back several generations agree that infrastructure construction and renovation and replacement is one of the major job creators. And uh, our new president has certainly acknowledged that that's going to be one of his priorities. But when we talk about infrastructure, we're a little bit fuzzy about what that is specifically. One of the things that's helpful in this regard is uh, there's actually a presidential policy directive, I believe it's PPD 21, that specifically classifies the uh, infrastructure as part of what we need as a country to strengthen and maintain secure functioning and resilient uh, critical infrastructure. Um, And that includes the chemical sector, uh, all of our commercial facilities, communications, critical manufacturing, the dams and the waterways, uh, the defense industrial-based sector, emergency services, the energy sector, financial services, food and agriculture, government facilities, and health care are just a few. Then you add information technology, uh, nuclear reactors, and how you deal with the waste from those, our transportation systems, and water and wastewater. And all of these critical infrastructure elements that we're involved with building right now 
are getting more and more technologically upgraded as you go from revision to revision. And it puts a, a changing face in terms of the technology that we use to build them, and it also puts a different face on the people that we have and need in order to make that happen. And it's, it's interesting because I think when we talk about infrastructure, I think we, we think about the physical concrete of most of these things. And I think the interesting thing that you've kind of presented is we have to think about the pretreatment. We have to think about the oil treatment, the basic treatment, or this enhanced treatment, the phosphorus things. I mean, the pure construction site, there's so many things that you have to look at above and beyond just the, 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 the steel that goes into putting up a facility because there's a lot more things, and I think that's what you're talking about. So when we talk about infrastructure, I think the construction industry has to get involved in helping build the entire infrastructure, right? I mean, those are all the things that you're kind of talking about when you're talking about the, the, the infrastructure, the treatment of everything that, that goes on when they're building something. That's correct, because you can't look at one as a standalone element. There are strong interdependencies, for example, in public-private partnerships and the collaboration with the people in financial services that allow projects to be able to move ahead. That's a critical element. When we take a look at how we source our labor force, uh, that's a critical element. Certainly, yeah, we all know, uh, especially in commercial construction, how the security throughout the entire construction process is a legitimate concern. And with a uh, hard-to-fill ongoing labor supply problem, uh, you know, that makes it even more difficult. And delays in a critical infrastructure job can have ripple effects throughout the community and throughout the entire economy in some cases. And I think what we think about construction 100 years ago, they were very siloed operations. But now when we talk about BIM and collaboration, we're really bringing together this field testing, the vendors, the developers, all of this technology and the Internet of Things that we talk about makes us all one unit when we're, we're talking about erecting a building, erecting a, a, a site, you know, a giant hospital, an airport. I mean, things that were so separate, you know, the architect, everybody now has to collaborate because you can make changes so quickly unlike ever before. So everybody has to think about all these things in an infrastructure environment. And, and a contractor and a GC and a sub are no longer separate. They're intertwined from the very beginning, from when the developer is plotting out what he's going to do or she's going to do on a site from the very end and continuing on if something should happen that should go wrong, you know, years later. Absolutely correct, Peggy. And if you take it one step further, things that are going on in the global economy, case in point would be uh, what we're seeing in terms of the glut of oil in the world economy that's driven down the price that we pay for gasoline, diesel, and heating oils. Uh, it's also changed our energy policy, which has changed the transmission mechanisms, whether they be pipelines or seaports, 
So if we take a look at what the major import-export gateways are in our country for all of our goods and services, what we find is that these things are changing pretty rapidly as we evolved into a global economy. And uh, the, the reality is it's much more difficult to predict where these major centers are going to be, which makes it more challenging uh, every time you move on to a job site. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with a particular neighborhood or region, that's one thing. But if you find that because of the changes in the market, you're building in a completely different environment where you, you don't understand the environment, the politics, the, uh, you know, the infrastructure available, the materials available, uh, it, it throws unforeseen uh, dynamics into the equation. And that also goes to when we talk about sourcing of labor. Um, you know, the, uh, the good news is that our, uh, you know, national infrastructure spending is over a trillion dollars. The bad news is a trillion dollars is not nearly enough to take care of all of the infrastructure that needs to be replaced or added as our population, you know, grows from, you know, uh, 330 million to 350 million. As the population continues to grow, it's going to throw pretty significant demands on infrastructure that may not be there to handle it. But this is a great opportunity, and, and, and whether our president-elect is, is actually saying this or not, because we've been talking about this for a long time, about roads and bridges and infrastructure, is we have a great opportunity for our millennials and our, our seasoned workers to pass on this knowledge to the next generation. You have millennials who understand technology that's amazing, that, that, that you know, it's, it's second nature to them. But then you have these seasoned workers who understand how to build things that's uh, unmatched. If you combine the, that wealth of experience with this youth and this exuberance, we can really do something like we've never thought possible if we put all that talent together. There is no question about it. What the industry has to do across the board is portray the construction industry as a viable long-term growth opportunity for, from a career perspective. Too many people in the millennial generation have seen the effects of the downturn in 2008 where a huge number of people ended up losing their jobs in that downturn, and they're not looking at the industry in as attractive a light as some of the other blue-collar or white-collar alternatives they have available. And that's a shame because right now the industry needs people that are able to think about how to apply the technology that they live with every day to new and different problems. Back when I got started in the industry, if you were in the old data processing department where you had centralized computing, all of the aspects of every organization hey, Jim, came through the DB. We're going to have to hold that up and talk about that the next time you come on the show. We're out of time. Listeners, stick around. We've got more to come, but we'll have to have, invite Jim back to tell us more. Thanks for listening to this segment of Con Expo, Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. 
much to do, not enough time to get it done? Call on the experts at Another 8 Hours for your business support needs. By partnering with Another 8 Hours, we allow you to focus on the more important matters, like being in front of your clients, doing what you do best, rather than being stuck at a desk pouring over paperwork, rummaging through emails, returning phone calls, and struggling to get everything done by yourself. Meanwhile, your family and social life are going down the drain. Go to another8hours.com or call 8 more hours. That's 866-734-6877. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at conexpoconag.com slash future and join us as we take this to the next level. The richness of your life is reflected in the shimmering elegance found at Dioloon Design. One-of-a-kind jewelry and pieces from Cynthia Dillon in silver and gold help to express your unique personality. The flowing designs of her creations will empower the way you move throughout your day. Join us online at diolundesigns.com. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What?, Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details.